are. We're back with another episode of No Ride Around. And man, we have a big apology to put out here to the listeners. It's been a few weeks since we've been able to pop out an episode. And it's not for lack of having stuff to talk about, because Lord knows Harley and I can talk about a cocktail straw for three hours. <laughs> but we just have had Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we've had mountain bike camps with the with base camp. We've had demos. We've had rides, training rides, and things have just stacked up a little yeah, bit. Races, you've been races. Out, out of, <clears throat> you've been traveling a bit for well this weekend. You traveled. Yeah, I mean, I've been yeah three of them. So we've had a lot uh, a lot happening, and so we apologize for a little bit of a gap in our timing, and uh, we'll get back to you guys. Make sure we get these by weekly deals happening so yeah so we're gonna we're gonna be a little stacked up in this episode a lot to cover a lot to talk about and um, I don't think anybody wants to listen to us talk about bike riding for three hours (laughs) no that uh, dude there's several people I know that don't even want to ride bikes with me for three hours right so Um, to talk about it so I think last episode we left it um, with me accepting a challenge to go do a bike race that I then slept through yeah, so uh, it's nice that we do have this long. You know, it's one of those things when something gets so far away. Like, I remember when I skinned my knee. I bet it hurt when I skinned my knee, but it's healed and I've forgotten about it. And so my knee doesn't hurt anymore. So that's kind of how this conversation is going to go. Yeah. Well, because you did full commit. I did commit. And I even had, I mean, I had everything set up. I had gear set up and I woke up with about enough time to nah, not even enough time to really make it there. And I wouldn't have been fed. And, and I was just like, you know, I had 15 minutes to get out the door to get to the race on time. And, uh, I don't know. My heart just wasn't in that one. It really wasn't. I wanted like, I was really trying to, to be excited and to, to want to do it. And, to let the infectious nature of all the people that are in and around our community that we're doing it, like infect me and, and get me there. And at the end of the day, I had a really hard time just being excited about that one. All right. Well, to put a pin in that topic and move on, I just got it. <laughs> so it's, there's funny things about microphones. So Harley and I are staring at each other right now. For those of you that don't know the setup, D has a killer setup here down in Rhino, and we're staring at each other with these giant microphones pointed at our faces. And so, as I say what I'm about to say to Harley, the magic of the microphone, by which he hears my words, not through my mouth, but from headphones himself, it makes this okay to say, but it also makes it lore. You are very quickly creating the situation that you so desperately wanted to avoid, which is only one event, and that being the definition of your season, and if that doesn't go well, then it would define a season poorly, beginning, middle, and end, regardless of intent and training and sure. all the joys. And so it's very quickly becoming that. And I just got to put that out there. You're fine, and 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 you're not wrong. And man, it's been a it's been an interesting for me, like ten weeks of of training. Um, I was thinking about it today. I had a great ride today, and. Um, I got, I mean, how lucky are we? I got to go do a road ride out to Red Rocks Amphitheater today. And I had lunch at the amphitheater. And by lunch, I mean a a little bar and I rode back. But on the way, I was thinking about just kind of how the last 10 weeks went for me and how I cracked. 
I fully cracked. The weather finally beat me down to the point where I couldn't pedal another mile indoors. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's the weather here has just been atrocious. Yeah. I hear you. If your race, if your race was two weeks from now, you're screwed. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. Um, and this isn't beat up Harley session. That's what no, it's like. it's fine. Not we, meaning to make it sound like it. But at what? Okay, so rewind at Battle of the Bear when uh, I was waiting, waiting for you to come. So just draw the picture for you listeners. I'm sitting there early because I'm a nerd. So I got there. I was the first truck in the parking lot. The base camp tents up. We got the bike racks up, pumps out. And I'm like, he's rolling in anytime. Matter of fact, some jack wagon rolls over and sees <laughs> the tent and goes, hey, yo, bike shop. And I was like, no, moron, we're a a fucking flower shop and he's like oh you are i'm like yeah yeah he's like hey do you happen to have like a 180 millimeter brake rotor and for my blah 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 center lock this and that and i'm like "Uh, no dude i I don't but the owner of the shop he might which i knew you didn't have the rotor you definitely don't and he's gonna be showing up any minute in a tan (laughs) trd when you see the tacoma roll in come back on over we're not gonna have it for you and we'll set you up if we got it. Yeah. Not going to happen. Yeah. And so the whole time I'm waiting, yeah. I'm waiting and clock's going back. And then I'm blowing you up uh, via text. And, then call, and I'm like, he's sleeping. I knew it for a fact. Like, I just yeah. know how it is, right? Because yeah, I get yeah. the same way too. Like pre-race, it's hard to sleep the night before, this and that. You're kind of excited. And I go, ah, he slept in. But I was like, that's all good. I got my own race. Yeah. And, uh, and moved on. In the ethos of the uh, co-star of... Point Break 2015, who said, <laughs> horrible movie, but God. the adventure sports are <sighs> just sick in it. And he said, uh, what did he, he say? The stunts are amazing. The stunts are amazing. And the guy says, no man's path is determined by another. You're not responsible for anything anybody does. Very true. And that's kind of how I felt. I was like, yeah. all right, he didn't make it. Bummer. Yeah. Yep. You had your own race to go do, and how did that go? Well, it worked out. Quite well. So Battle of the Bears, 50 miles. It was my second 50-miler single speed, and it was the the two races that were the Rocky Mountain Endurance Series this year. And I pulled up to the start line, and I'm on single speed, and I had one, again, I had one Ridgeline Rampage. So I pulled up to the single speed start line, and I think if I win this one, guaranteed state championship, pretty sick. And freaking Tony pulls up next to me. You're Troy Lee rep, Tony. Yeah, no, Tony's an animal. Tony's a, a little local... Local uh, hero to anybody that that follows him on uh, on Strava. The guy's fast as shit. Up until a week ago was the KOM for Mount Falcon. Which, I know he got got this year. Yeah, but I mean that's that he just did tells tell you. me he's like somebody's gonna get me this year. Really? He told me that. Uh, two weeks told me and Colin that he was at the shop, and because uh, there was his his uh, his king of the mountain at Falcon. So Falcon is a nasty climb. I don't remember all the exact stats, but. Um, it's, it's a benchmark ride for most people who do any kind of cross country events. Yeah. It's just straight uphill out of the gate, water boards, steps. It's just straight uphill. It's nasty. And and the goal is to get up there below your age is kind of a marker. So just whatever your age is, you're supposed to get to the top of Falcon and less than that. Yep. So, uh, Tony had this longstanding, uh, King of the Mountain around 23 minutes, which is just blazing fast. Um, and it kept getting flagged like all winter long. Somebody kept reporting it, and so he had to kept keep appealing it. And 
Um, finally, it got resolved to where his King of the Mountain was no longer uh, reportable. Um, it was a verified King of the Mountain with Strava. And, uh, and we were chatting about it just because we had been keeping up with the whole saga. And, uh, and he's like, somebody's going to get me this year. And sure enough, somebody got him, I think, within the last week or so. Yeah, it just happened. Yeah. And so anyhow, he's a monster. So I pull up to the start line, and he raced the ridgeline as well, but he raced in pro-geared uh, pro geared category. And so I pull up, and I look over, and I see him, and I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, shit, bro, what are you doing on a single speed? <laughs> because there's, like, certain things that – just can infect you, right? Like yeah. automatically. And we'll talk a bit about GoPro games too. And I had the same thing happen, but I pulled up and I was looking over and I go, shit, in my head, there's no way. Well, there goes the win. I automatically conceded first place. Then mm. just by seeing him, yeah. conceded it. So uh, race starts and I just think, we'll just hang on to him. So like, if, I can, if I can hang on to Tony for a 50 mile race, that'll be the best 50 miles I've ever done. And so race goes off and I hang on to him for about a lap. And then... I think he got annoyed, and I remember he, he gave me the Lance Armstrong look back and tore off, and then myself and this guy, Mark, out of Vail, bridged, and then he looked back again, and that was the last that we saw of that him, and he, and he was gone. So I'm in second position and then bouncing back and forth between second and third for the rest of the race with this guy, Mark, and ended up creating, and I never thought this would happen, because remember, I used to race angry, and now I got this new ethos of racing cool, like yeah. collected, just display your work, you know? And so this Mark guy and I become full-on friends during a 50-mile single-speed mountain bike race. Like, full-on friends. Like, got each other's stories. Yeah. Like, have very similar stories. It was beautiful. Matter of fact, I love to have him on the podcast here uh, because he won last year's Breck 100 on the single-speed. Mm. So he's a monster. Um, anyhow, we race the whole race, like, helping pull each other. And we get towards the very end. And we're like, oh, like, what are we going to do at the finish line here? Because... We've kind of both helped each other in different parts, and we've raced this race together. What are we going to do? And he's super Joe Cool, like, oh, man, like, I'm not here for places. I'm just, just here to have a good time. And I'm in my head thinking, well, I'm definitely here for places, but I got to act all Joe Cool, so I'm just here for a good time too, man. What do you want to do, Mark? So we end up deciding to stop just before the start line, and we actually walked and pushed our bikes, timing it exactly the same over the start mat and just let the timers figure it out. Unfortunately, they gave him the second, and I got third place. But it was alphabetical, right, is what the timer did? Kind of. I think yeah. that's how they figured that yeah, out. Yeah. So uh, anyhow, it was pretty cool because I ended up with the points uh, to win the state championship Dude. for single speed, and now I'm going to race nationals for single speed. Yeah. And you've been Strava stalking the hell out of that guy. Oh, I'm Strava stalking <laughs> all kinds of people. I just I, I did sign up for nationals last week, and so I went and looked at anyone who's competed in it, and then I looked at everyone who's already registered for this year's nationals and I found them on Strava and I'm tracking them as well. And there are some monsters out there. Yeah. So anyway, that was that race, you know, unfortunately I didn't get to share it with you. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to have to share a race or you're going to, racing's going to have to happen before the monster. Yeah. Breck Epic. Otherwise that cold fish is going to hurt when it slaps you in the cheek. <laughs> I think that cold fish is going to hurt no matter what. <laughs> no, I'm actually, you know what? Um, with the aside of not having any recent races, I mean, Old Man Winter was long enough ago that it's kind of off the off the recent race tip. Right. Um, I've been feeling, and I've been pushing myself, and 
I, I don't feel like I've been riding like a slouch and I feel so phenomenally good on the bike right now. It's like some things clicked and every time I pedal a bike, I feel, I think how you want to feel when you're, you're racing and training a lot, which is just under the edge of like, I always feel like I'm holding back just a little bit in a weird sort of way, like right. not, not holding it back's wrong. Feeling like I have more than I'm letting out right now, knowing that, you know, I've got a whole week of training and, you know, even today I did a, tomorrow's a, an off bike day. Um, I don't want, what are those? I don't <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Uh, and so I, I had a block from last Tuesday to today. Yeah. It's uh, been quite a bit of riding. Yeah. You even and, said you're, I got a volume week ahead of me. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll, do some gym work tomorrow and uh but even on today's ride you know i did a 35 mile ride out to red rocks and i looked at my heart rate data and like it's it's all it all feels exactly where it should be i'm doing good efforts that aren't pinning me out right um so well and when when your data is linked with your rate of perceived effort, right? We yeah. talk about this all the time. A lot of people ride off a of feel. Mm -hmm. You're talking to Roger. He's like, oh, I, I'll ride off a of feel today. I never do that. Yeah. Um, if you feel how you are, I mean, yeah, you're right. You're probably spot where you need to be Yeah. right now. So, uh, But moving past Battle of the Bear, we had Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, that was a fun weekend um, for me. <laughs> it eventually got fun for you, right? Yeah, no, it eventually. Um, yeah. So uh, Roger, our teammate from Tulsa, uh, came in to uh, collect his new uh, XC race bike from Orbea, build that, and do some team training rides, which we got three in over the weekend that he was in town. So when you say Roger built, so this is going to build on a couple other episodes we've had. When you say Roger built up his racing bike, it had some new features that he's never used before. Like suspension in the back and a dropper post? And handlebars <laughs> wider than no, your he's average still, set of no, chopsticks. Nope. I mean, I know he cut them down. He cut them down. But he didn't cut them down to like his chopstick. Yeah, he did. Okay. He cut them down to, I don't know, narrow. The, I the, think 660. The carbon gods were crying. And yeah. when he does ultimately move on from that bike and sell it, yeah. I'm going to laugh when he has to buy some adult handlebars. <laughs> Because he won't be able to sell it with his handlebars. Uh, you know what's hilarious is, is in almost... So, Roger has this knack for, like... And he was probably a long-haul trucker in, in another in another lifetime because the guy can just drive. So, he finished up. He plays, uh, plays drums uh, locally in Tulsa at various gigs. And uh, he finished a gig Friday night, loaded up his van... And drove to Denver. Rolled into Denver about 8 a.m. Took a nap. Or no, it was like closer to 10. Took a nap behind the shop. And then came in to eat lunch and build his bike. There's a lot of new stuff happening on his bike. And he needed to pull some stuff off his old bike. Suffice to say, it was rapidly. We're running out of daylight. And we're still trying to get his bike built. Because, you know, the brake didn't work on the frame that he wanted to use. And so we had to like... It was a nightmare, but there's me, Roger, and Colin all trying to finish his bike up so that we can indeed still go for a ride tonight. And in some sort of weird, embarrassing twist of fate, 
I cut his handlebars down to 660 millimeters. <laughs> that moment when you find out that you're having to circumcise yourself <laughs> when born, that is a weird moment there. Yeah, yeah. He made you were me... cutting things you shouldn't have been cutting. I know, I know. Um, and it was funny. Uh, so we put the drop, you know, and, and there was, we've talked. We shouldn't even say he has a dropper post. I mean, he, he owns one. It's on the bike. It's on the bike. He has not used it. He has not used it. I checked Strava uh, today, and he had done a ride. I believe it was yesterday, his <laughs> ride. And it was a pretty wet and muddy ride. Yep. Um, he talked about, well, at least I got out on the bike or whatever. He has, like, the world's longest Strava ride titles on the planet. I know. Um, it's like the whole saga in the title. <laughs> so, anyhow, uh, he's never for lack of words, and I love him to death for that. I've had a lot of fun with him over Memorial Day week and chatting. But... Anyhow, I saw his post just from the ride yesterday, and it was a muddy ride. And only thing I did is I zoomed in on the bike in his images, and there was mud all over the dropper post where you could normal tell, people, yeah. <laughs> there would be no mud there. Yep. Um, the Crank Brothers post, not for nothing, I kind of wish it came up a little bit faster, but it has a... You, it has like a reservoir of grease in there, yeah. and it re-greases the, the stanchion every time it comes up and down the seat post, which is kind of cool because... That helps to like repel dirt. Um, so even more of a reason why I know he didn't use it because that dropper post was completely encased in mud. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on with the bike. Uh, we're and we were rushing out the door to ride. Um, but you guys got out there and you ended up did. riding through into the dark. We did. Yeah, we finished in the dark. Yeah. Um, partially. So we're you know we're going up the climb and anytime you rush a, a bike out of the stand stuff's just not going to be. Yeah, it's not right. And the person riding it isn't right either. Yeah. Anytime you're rushed out of the shop, you're like, God. So we're about halfway up that first climb, and Roger pulls off to one side, and, you know, something's loose, tightens it up, get up to the top of the first climb, and uh, how's the bike? And he, yeah, uh, you know, he's not, like, in love with it. I was, I was expecting all the yeah. buildup and all the talk, because, I mean, he and I have been talking about this bike for months now. He would call me and send me text messages that were just like, dude, I cannot wait for my new bike. I'm, I'm so excited for my new bike. And all of that, and then to have it built and on the trail and to have him kind of give me the, eh, I don't know. I'm like, okay. So we, we're going, we're doing our ride, and um, we, we laid down a pretty quick lap um, overall. Uh, but on the backside, on one of the descents over, like we're almost looped back around to the car. There's this loud clunk or just a really loud noise. And Roger's like, oh shit, I got to pull over. We pull over. He says, dude, I snapped my shock bolt. He didn't snap. And so we, I look at it. No, you just didn't put your fucking shock bolt incorrectly. Totally missed the shock. So the rear shock was not bolted into the frame. And we're seven miles into a 10-mile ride. Well, fortunately, the first <laughs> ride fortunately the first ride is a place where, you know, maybe you don't need the rear shock. But <laughs> but once we got it all put back together, hey, Roger, how do you like that bike? Dude, it's a really good bike. <laughs> no, it's funny how that stuff works. You know, uh, but also he had so many new things on there yeah. that, you know. So anyhow, uh, ended up doing a few rides over Memorial Day weekend. We did. Uh, most importantly... Uh, Kind of a team ride photo. Yeah, we went session. out to Buff Creek. So, yeah. getting this whole team together and getting everyone to ride, dude, group rides are the biggest pain in the ass ever. Like, I tell you right now, like I don't care who you guys are, group rides <laughs> are a pain in the ass. Um, 
it's someone's either always someone's always patient and the other person's always like oh my gosh and there's like all these different attitudes and vibes as a matter of fact um i, I went to moab memorial day weekend and i blasted back to meet up with you guys for that yeah. monday ride and yeah. uh you know i was out there and i'm riding with people that some people like it other people don't like i mean there's just in moab yeah when it comes to dirt and bikes and grease and chain and gears it's supposed to be pretty unemotional yeah and there can be a lot of emotions with bike riding it's just un it's unreal yeah um what was refreshing about that Monday team ride is that everyone there was at a different skill level. Like some people by multiple degrees and some people by half a degree, but every single person was at a different level. That's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. Um, especially when you have a large group, but that group of people, there was a, an undercurrent of, I genuinely like these people. Yeah. And so the disparities never came to light and it ended up being the gr best group ride that I can remember being on. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Because uh, it was smiles, it was fun, it was laughing. We got a bunch of cool photos, taking mm -hmm. videos, jibbing off of rocks, acting like clowns, but then also like laying down some some pretty fast climbs. Yeah, yeah, we were. I mean, I don't think anybody was just slow rolling the whole ride. Like we, I think overall rode at a good pace and had fun and got some quality time in on the bike, but then also just spent some quality time with people that we like. Yeah, and uh, and uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, organizing a, a group ride. I mean, even with that that particular ride, I I got some some text messages from some people that were like, "Bro," and I was like, "You know, I can't remember everybody." Like, yeah, I, I can't, I can't. So, um, so yeah, that was a great day and just a ton of fun. And uh, the weather mostly cooperated, and we didn't get anybody riding. Shockingly, nobody riding up Sandy Wash or uh, Charlie's Cutoff. Which was cool. Yeah, the upside to 30 minutes of rain on any trail is that all the yuppies <laughs> stay away. Yeah. So if you're a yuppie listening, that, that's you. Yeah. Um, that's okay. Yeah. Just stay home. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I don't want to blow up the spot, but every trail I've been on recently has been pretty empty. Yeah. It's about picking the times, right? Yeah. Um, because well, I have been in a very different situation. Yeah. Well, I heard, I heard Apex was a nightmare on uh, Saturday. Yeah, I think Apex is almost dead for me. Unless I can ride it between the hours of 8.32 a.m. and 10.11 a.m. on Tuesdays and Fridays. Right. Or pay your, your entry fee for Giddy Up. Yeah, that's the, call it a day. really the, the way to do it. <laughs> the only reason you should race to Golden Giddy Up is so that you can ride all the trails you enjoy riding without anybody on them. Yeah. Um, so, we, I, yeah, we had a, I had a really fun Memorial Day weekend. It was so good to have Roger in town. And... Uh, I think he had a good time and we had a great ride on Monday and in true Roger form, we, we smashed a burrito after the ride and he pretty much just drove straight back through to Tulsa to, to go do what he does and run his store over there. Yeah. That's pretty quality commitment to training, but that's what Memorial day weekend's about. See Memorial day weekend is about the adventure come hell or high water. Yeah. I, I'm not even going to set you up for that one. You tell as much of that story as you want. <laughs> Well, we left, left the last episode. I was going to be doing a long road bike adventure with my wife, camping off the bike. It was like 260 miles over the course of four days. And um, she ended up having some back stuff flare up on her and yada, yada, yada. Within the hour we're supposed to leave, decides that she doesn't want to do the ride. And while I, looking back, wholeheartedly agree with the fact that it wouldn't have been wise to do the ride and that, you know, we, she made the best decision to stay home. 
I'm like the dog that you say, we're going to go for a walk. And then you're an asshole and you sit down and play video games for six hours. Yeah. Like that's me. So if you say we're going to go for a walk, we best be walking inside of minutes. And so I, I people think I don't have patience. I have patience. <laughs> when I don't have patience is when I shouldn't have patience. And then like last hour. When it's entirely appropriate to yeah, not have like patience. It, within yeah. the last hour of leaving, when somebody goes, I don't think we should leave. I, I want to like, this is how I would act if there was a zombie apocalypse going on. Watch me now. Yeah. Right. And so uh, instead of doing that, I just was like, cool, grabbed a bag. And within 37 minutes, I had packed up for Moab, had a tent on the roof of my truck and my long travel bike. And I was out the dough. Yep. Ended up riding Moab, uh, well, Palisade there on Friday night, Moab on Saturday, Moab Saturday night, Moab on Sunday, and then drove back to Denver <laughs> to ride Buff Creek on Monday. Yep. And it ended up being perfect. Yeah. Right? It ended up being great. And but, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a good adventure weekend. Yeah, no, it's, it's dialed in. Much like Roger, I will drive six hours to ride a trail that nobody is on mm-hmm. and then drive six hours back home. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. Because what else are you going to do? We burn so much time just, you know, thinking about, oh, it would be cool if I went and did that. Insert our Bentonville trip. Insert anything we've done. You just go. Just yeah. go figure it out. Yeah. So that was Memorial Day weekend. That was a good time. It was a good time. Um, hopefully, Roger can come out. So there's – I think most of the people who listen to our podcast are here in Colorado, so you're – you're well aware of the ridiculous amount of snow still up in the mountains. Um, I'm, I'm still a little confused about what's going to happen on some of the higher elevations day days at Breck Epic. It'll be fine. It's like, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, it's like when you check the weather forecast on Monday for the weekend and you see all rain clouds, you're like, dude, it's going to be brutal. Yeah. And then you get to the weekend and it's like totally fine. Oh, I just mean, as far as like, are, are we like, are we really going to be able to go up and over Wheeler pass? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's going to be fine. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. It's all going to be fine. The um, news reports like 538% <laughs> snowpack. Yeah. Like, dude, relax. Yeah. It's all going to be fine. Um, Matter but, of fact, people were already riding Keystone Yeah, right now. They're downhill yeah. in Keystone, downhill in Winter Park. Yep. I was riding Vail Mountain last weekend. Like, yeah, there's still snow up there for sure, but it's all going to be gone. You know? Sure. Okay. Well, we, we get a little paranoid. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a high country guy. Like, I don't go up to Vail and, and all that sort of stuff. So I don't no, know. I, I don't, don't Vail's about as bougie as <laughs> it. I'm more of like a Highway 285 guy. I'm Me not an I-70 guy. Dude, I wish I could go 285 to get to Vail. Like, just backdoor it a little bit. Like, dirty with, uh, like, stinking a little bit like grease or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so hopefully Roger can come out. Um, it would be great to do a weekend of uh, some of the highlights of the Breck Epic. Well, that's one thing I've been learning is that uh, course knowledge is far more important than than you think. You, you think training is going to be like, you know, as long as you get the training in, get the miles in, the similar type of profiles. No, man, it's, course knowledge is a game changer. Uh, I think we've learned that doing Leadville multiple years. Yeah. You know, and so I think that a big Im- impact for us will be getting up there and definitely riding yeah. well, all I, of that. I mean, yeah, that's it's almost like to not have course knowledge, you're, you're doing the mission kind of incomplete, right? Well, you're just going to have a bunch of regret and be like, oh, I have to do it again next year. Yeah. You know, you're just not setting yourself up to be super successful. Yeah. So definitely need to get up to break. Hopefully Roger will come for that. Um, and then, uh, so that was Memorial Day weekend. Bunch of fun. I've been riding a lot. I just like, I've just been having so much fun on bikes. Like bikes have been such a source of joy for me for like the last two, three weeks. Um, and I've been getting it in weird spots, like grabbing a, my mountain bike and just riding it after work. 
in town. Kind of like I had recommended to you one time. Yeah, no, yeah. Much to the uh, dismay of your flat tire that particular day. Yeah, go jump chair, go jump <laughs> stairs, he said. <laughs> um, Ride the light rail with a broken tire, he said. <laughs> so I, I've been having just all the fun on bikes, and every ride feels good and fun and quality. And, uh, yeah, that's that's just been the last few weeks for me since Memorial Day weekend. Well, mine's been very different. I've just worn spandex every weekend since Memorial Day weekend. I've been on a race terror. Yeah. What did you have after Memorial Day weekend? Oh, the, the Battle of the Bear before. Then Memorial sun up Day to weekend. sundown or dawn to dusk. or twelve. Yeah, 12-hour yeah. race on the following weekend. Then GoPro games just this last weekend. So just race, 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 race. Yeah. So single speed at the, is it Elephant Rock? Is yeah, Elephant the, Rock. Elephant Rock, sun up to sundown, beasted that one. Yeah, and that's, I guess, why I probably say course knowledge. Uh, so for those people. <laughs> How many that, laps do you have on that course yeah, now? No bullshit. Like 84. That's too many. 84 laps of a six mile course in Castle Rock. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, and that's not, there's, there's not a lap of exaggeration in there. But the race is, it, it was pretty cool. So, you start at seven in the morning and it's a Le Mans style start. So you run with your bike up this hill and you jump on the trail and you do as many laps of this six mile single, single track course as possible before 7 PM. So just loop the laps. Now I went into this, I've done this event before. I remember getting, uh, 11th place in 2016. And remember the guy that beat me, he was, not just beat me, but this guy beat me by like, I think I did like 16 laps that year, 15 or 16, 16 laps. And he did like 21 laps. So he had beat me not by a bit of time. He'd beat me by 30 miles. And so. <laughs> like, <laughs> not, not like, oh, you, you kind of got, got me, me by, by five minutes or yeah. you got me by 12 minutes. No, you yeah. got me by 30 miles. You got me by the distance of a mountain bike ride that most people will have as their biggest ride all year. Right. Right. And that's how much he beat me by. And I remember leaving that race and there were a few lessons I learned. Uh, one was that even if I think I can, after a race of that magnitude, no food in the world tastes good. So I went to like saucy noodle. I remember that year with the wife and order a massive thing of spaghetti and meatballs, then couldn't eat a bite. And then we were like, well, we'll go to sweet cow and get ice cream. Couldn't <laughs> eat a bite. Uh, I, I just was miserable. Right. But the thing that really struck me was, the guy that beat me, he raced for the Adrenaline Project, and he was so much faster, 30 miles, that I was like, this is an unbridgeable gap. Like, there's no, like, I can't go from where I am at that time to where this guy is. It's unbridgeable. There's, there's no way to shore up those differences. He just is an alien. Like, he has Michael Phelps-like abilities on the bike. You know, and I don't know what those are, but they're beyond what I could ever acquire. Fast forward to just a few weekends ago at this race, I ended up riding 20 laps and beating the field by three laps. I was going to say, didn't you do that to a bunch of people this uh, past weekend or that at that race? Yeah, and, and sharing that's not to be like braggadocious about myself, but it's to say this. From 2016 to today, I have not experienced any like, grand transformation, right? I didn't learn like, oh, shit, EPO is awesome. I didn't learn <laughs> that... Like if I train differently, you can increase muscle size by 32%. I didn't find out that you can actually disguise a battery inside of a bike and do have an e-bike, even though you're, you know, 
firmly against them. Like there was no giant leap. My progression has been seconds, right? Right. Seconds, like, oh, I got a Strava PR. And they're always by seconds. They're not by like minutes, you know? Oh, I got, I did this faster. I did that faster. Oh, I did this a little stronger. That I cleared that obstacle or, or I, I sent that ninja line that I usually, you know, don't go on the ninja line, do the standard route, whatever it may be. There's been no grand thing. And yet three years later, I was able to bridge what I had once thought was this unbridgeable gap between where this guy was and where I was and performed exactly like he had done. And that was for me and for the people I've talked to and worked with and their own goals since then has kind of been the lesson where it's, it's not just okay, but it is absolutely imperative to celebrate those small moments, right? Like you're talking about how you feel on the bike and it pairing up with your MyZone data, your heart rate data, and along with your, um, your ride data and, and all of these things are feeling right, but they're probably not huge, right? Yeah. There's seconds, there's shifts, there are yeah. these minor like deviations from how it's been before, but those things stacking that up, dude, it is crazy. And so I guess that's my biggest takeaway from that event was cherish those little seconds because one day you're 30 miles better and you don't know how you got there. Yeah. Um, the sunrise to sunset race, I fortunately had some badass support crew that was at the top of a hill, a hill climb right at the start finish area every time. And they were just holding all the options that they, that I had available. I mean, everything, this guy was hilarious. He had, uh, it's my buddy, Steven, that was running support for me. And he had goo packets in one hand pre-opened. He had waffles in the other. He was holding like a regular water bottle under one armpit, electrolyte under the other. I think he had like different versions of go-go juice, be it cold brew or spark or whatever between his knees. And then he'd have like a pickle in his mouth, like held with his teeth, which you only told me that after the race. I was like, that's kind of fucking weird. That's right. Cause like, I don't, yeah, no, I ate the whole jar of pickles. So (laughs) that means I I ate like 14 pickles that he was holding in his teeth. And I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that circling back. But at the time didn't care. Yeah. I mean, I was peeing myself. Yeah. So I, I mean, I was dirty. Yeah. When you, and we're holding the tradition of talking about (laughs) Justin's bodily fluids. (laughs) But when you are peeing in your bibs, eating a pickle out of another man's mouth doesn't seem like that big of a stretch. And that's a sentence you never thought you would say. <laughs> so when we, when, hey, you want to do a podcast? I think it'd be a good idea. We should start in January. Great. I'm going to say a sentence that includes peeing, bibs, and a pickle in a man's mouth that you're eating. <laughs> so anyhow, he was great. And so uh, for the first, and I've never done, this was a big race of firsts. I rode the first eight hours eight hours and never stopped pedaling not to lean off the side of the bike not to grab a bottle i literally did not stop pedaling a single speed for eight straight hours and it was a big part because i had everything handed to me which was really nice um and this guy's a lunatic so i was doing 30 minute laps and so when i would pass him he would take off and run for 15 minutes and then be back there so throughout the entire day he ended up running 30 miles on his own. So it was like his own event. It was a pretty fun deal, but I didn't stop for eight hours. And I only stopped in that race because a thunderstorm came through with lightning and they paused the whole race. They closed the whole course. Closed right? the course. Yeah. I was halfway through my 15th lap and they closed the course. I was a little bummed. I'm like, I just did the hard part. And they sent us back to the car and we sat for 30 minutes where I drank a, a protein smoothie, had a cold brew, and then got back on course for the last bit of time, which was uh, actually four hours of racing. I ended up only doing three hours and three minutes of that 
because at that point, 6.03 p.m., my lead was so deep that I couldn't lose it. And I couldn't set a course record of 22 laps because of the rain delay. Mm -hmm. It held me kind of off of that. And on lap 18, I broke a spoke. And so I'd rolled two laps already with a broken spoke. And, you know, you're just kind of like on the cusp of, man, something really bad can happen. Yeah, the wheel can disintegrate. Totally. Yeah. I had no cramps. I had no pain. And I was like, dude, I'm going to finish this race feeling like I kind of did when I started. And that's going to be amazing. So to date, uh, I call that, that's the, I mean, the single best performance I've ever had on a bike. Uh, 11 hours and three minutes of riding, 120 miles, 12,200 feet of climbing, all in a single speed. All on a six-mile course. 8,000 calories burned. Woo! So. What'd you eat that night? Oh, man. I actually was on my way home, and Abby had – she came to the finish, which was cool, but she had a girls' night that night, so I ordered pad thai from John Holly's. And yeah, I, good pad thai. Dude, I picked it up, and the bag was two and a half – I hadn't even showered yet. I was still in my piss bibs uh, when I picked it up, and – I go in there and I pay for it and I leave and the bag's like two pounds. And so I'm like, holy, this is a lot of food. I ended up eating half the food, um, but I couldn't go to sleep. I was all keyed up, yeah. detailed the bike, cleaned all the gear. Like everything was done by the time I woke up in the morning. So nice. Um, single best event I've ever had ever to date and, uh, and super proud of it. Felt like I was like, I think the Leadville 100 single speed should be in two weeks. I would be my best shape yeah we talked on the phone a little bit and you're like man i really wish leadville single speed was next weekend totally yeah that's how it felt yeah Um, we've all been there but then you did gopro games um geared so you've been you've been killing it single speed right Mm -hmm. like every every race podium state champ uh you know feeling good just crushing it and then you go and race with a bunch of idiots with gears yeah i go do gopro games expert division Third year in a row I've done this division, lined up at 9.30 in the morning. And the second that I was at the start line, looking at all the people around me, state championship colors on my back, you know, not actually, I wasn't wearing right. a jersey, but... Do you get a jersey? Are they going to get you a jersey? Yeah, you get a jersey, which okay. is dope. Nice. Anyway. But all the accolades I've had to date, coming off the best weekend of my life, and I lined up for that damn race, and all I can think about is how I've performed poorly every year. And I automatically start getting in my head about, this isn't my race, man. This is not, you know, GoPro games is three, six mile laps also, Mm -hmm. short course, but it's a beast of a climb. It's two miles straight up. It's steep, right? Super steep. Yeah. Two miles straight up, two miles straight down, mile and a half undulating back to the start finish line. And I'm looking at all these race weenies and... They're all on geared bikes, and this is the first. I've never raced the Orbea a week. This is my first race on the – well, I did in Utah, but that wasn't mine. So yeah. this is my first time racing my race bike, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm super insecure, which is just it's annoying because I had, like, two people on my shoulders. I had the, you've done all this cool stuff, and you've been training for it, and you can do this, and, like, see the win and go for it. And then the other one's like, yeah, but you suck all the – all the – on this type of race, you know? Which is super weird because I, I I personally look at people who ride single speeds, I think the way, like, people who don't ride bikes at all look at people who ride bikes. Like, they're just this next-level freak, right? right? Like, dude, if you can if you can be fast on a single speed, you can be fast on any bike. Yeah. So it's super weird that you got there. No, I know. And, and so 
we do the roll up and the, the pros have taken off and then we do the roll up and I get to the very front and I even know I'm like, once this starts, you have to be in the front this whole race. Otherwise, if you're not with the front pack or part of the front pack, then you're not going to end well. You know, and my best finish today was 13th. Um, and so even that saying that sentence, that's not a winner's sentence. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to be with the front pack. No, I should be the guy in the front. No, I, I need to be the front pack. Yeah, right. And so automatically, like my head wasn't in the, not because of, I know the course intimately. Right. I did 35 minutes of warming up. So I was ample warm. Um, part of my warm up actually was a photo shoot for Junk Brands, <laughs> which is a headband company, yeah. um, Junk Headbands, uh, which if things come together quite well, you're going to have a bunch of them in your pocket. All right. Uh, but awesome headbands, by the way. Um, anyhow. I, they paid for my entry and I wore one of their headbands. We did some photo stuff before and that's some promo work and we kind of worked together to make it was mutually beneficial. It was really sure. cool. So I'm like lined up state champ, just got done doing a photo shoot for a company who paid for my entry into the race. Like all right. the reasons why I should say I'm that guy yeah. in the front. And it's like, race goes off and I take off fast, but there's a lot of fast dudes and everyone's hammering the first lap, like nuking themselves. I looked down at one point, my heart rate said 174. I haven't seen 174 ever. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Ever. Yeah, yeah. In my throat. Straight up the climb, in my throat. But I'm picking people, and I'm, so I'm in the top group. Like, we're all on each other's asses. And uh, we get to the first descent, and unfortunately for me, there's some really fast people on fire roads that do not do really fast downhill single track. And yeah. I got behind them. Yeah. And they didn't, no one's letting you pass on this race. Like, there's right. no passing. No one's saying, like, oh, yeah, go on by, man. So I ended up getting broken away from the lead five or seven guys, five guys, and uh, a gap created. And I spent the next two laps catching that gap. But I mean, I was pinned and in it. And at GoPro, it's the best I've ever done. And I raced the best I've ever raced on a short track, super intense race. So, and where'd you land? Where'd you end up? Sixth place out of 34. And, I can't uh, feel bad about that. No, actually. At the World Cup level, that's one spot off the podium. Yeah, no, I, I, I walked away not at all disappointed on my finish. Um, I spent nine minutes in the red, like nine minutes in the 90s, mm-hmm. nuked, and, and raced as hard as I've ever raced ever before on that course and came away being like, A, the geared bike is sweet. I'm a huge fan of it. And... Uh, and I can race an intense race, even though everything else this year is going to be endurance. You know, right? Um, dude, speaking of, just real quick, uh, do you watch any of the World Cup XC races? I usually watch like the Red Bull like, yeah. when they highlight them out. Okay, watch the whole thing of all the women's XC races. That's where the story is this year. Really, dude? Because there was one lady that just ruined everyone for like three years in a row. Who was that? <laughs> uh. Well, there's been, I don't know the exact timeline. There's been Yolanda Neff and uh, Annika Langvad who have been just at the top. Um, but I got to say, man, the excitement in the women's XC, which sounds super silly. You're like, oh, but Red Bull televises World Cup downhill too. But all the fun stuff is happening in the women's XC racing. Um, tail end of last year, or the end of last year, this American woman, Court, uh, Kate Courtney, won world champs. And if you watch the race, it's a great race. But watching it, it looked, and I don't want to diminish her world champ status, 
but she was able to capitalize on some, some mistakes that other riders made in the last half a lap or lap and became world champ. First time American's been world champ in, in at that level in a long time. And uh, coming into this season, I was like, man, I really hope it wasn't a flash in the pan. Like, uh, you know, I hope she's good enough to like really deserve the, those stripes. And she has, I'm not going to spoil the races for anybody that hasn't watched them. The full races are up on Red Bull TV. They are so good. Like drama from the starting pistol to the end of the race. And all I'm going to say is she's definitely like putting her stamp on the season and it's just super fun to watch. Dude, that's awesome. Those were, so, you know, circling back to GoPro games is like that, right? Short course and you do mm -hmm. a bunch of laps. There's so much more road-like racing strategy in XC mountain bike racing. Oh, yeah. And as a standard mountain biker, or maybe somebody who listens to this podcast who just goes and, you know, rides because you enjoy mountain biking, it's a whole different world. It is so crazy to see it. And that's, Red Bull does a really good job of showing that. Yeah. But it's so crazy to see that and see how people can continue to even race the same lap and you just – you're just perfecting and perfecting and perfecting yeah. and perfecting these laps. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, last weekend watching the pros times versus, you know, the fastest expert guys times, just unreal to see. There were three Olympians in the race. Yeah. Um, Todd Wells is out there again, huh? Todd. Okay. Todd Wells is like <laughs> legendary status, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fifth place. Who beat him? Who won? Uh, so Cooper Weens took, so Dave Weens. Dave Weens. And he's, he's like 20 <laughs> and he's uh so last year he raced expert and he he won last year in expert and he's just a, he's a monster um it was really cool to watch him so he moved from actually he got fourth place he moved from winning expert last year to fourth place in the pros this year stupid fast yeah uh russell finsterwald won dude out of colorado springs and crushed it this guy grant elwood second yeah todd wells got fifth so that's how uh, Josiah Middaw, who I he's like a local, not local, he's legendary in triathlon and Ironman and Xterra's. He wins like every Xterra ever. He took second at La Ruta last year when I was there. Okay, he ended up ninth. Taylor Sheldon, pro out of Breck, tenth. Like this field is Ryan Petrie got fourteenth. That's how stout this field is. So that's been and it's something I was going to ask you because again, you know, you're you're racing at a way pointier end of the uh, the spectrum than I I, I am. Um, so just recently, there was uh, the first round of the Big Mountain Enduro Series, um, which yeah. is a you know basically New Mexico and Colorado uh, enduro race. Um, for those of you who don't know what an enduro race is, um, essentially it's mountain biking um, without timed climbs and timed descents. Um, and then you race multiple stages over multiple days. And the, uh, the pro men's field at the first round was ridiculously deep. And uh, sometimes I wonder, like, do you feel like it's hard to race expert and pro level in Colorado versus if you were, I don't know where, somewhere else that doesn't have, like there's so much talent and speed here. Dude, I th yeah, you are automatically on the all-stars list. 
even if you've never done this before. Every, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. My only experience with that is racing cyclocross in Colorado and then going and racing in other states. Yeah. You raced and, in Louisiana and yeah, New Orleans. And like winning by such a margin, you like feel kind of guilty, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that's, again, this isn't just, like, no, no, listen, I, there, there are, here's how not good I am. Had I raced in the pro field uh-huh. at GoPro games, I would have got 30th out of 41 with my time. Yeah. So I'll go to my time, right? Yeah, I would yeah. got 30th out of 41. Um, this guy that I follow, this guy, Adam, who I've taken second to several times, he ended up 31st out of 41, and he is blistering fast and faster than me on every trail yeah. uphill yeah. Uh, in Colorado. So, yeah, this, the field here, first off, 41 pros lined up. Yeah. At a it's, a lot of pro, it's a lot of pro cards at one, one little race. Yeah, man. I mean, our expert field had, what, had 34. Um, so this just... Consider the expert field probably the fastest guy in your group of buddies if you guys ride together, you know. Um, that means there's, what, 75 stupid fast guys all did this race, you know, starting within five, six minutes of each other. Right. Um, there, put it this way, there were no baggies out there. <laughs> um, Lots of shaved legs and lycra. Everyone was shaved. And then Tony was out there on single speed, and homie got paid. Tony got paid. Oh, he did he? Took a second place. For the second year in a row. He took yeah. second last year also. Oh, he's got to be torqued about that. No, he's not. Remember how I told you I lined up and I'm like, I should be with the lead group. I got to try yeah, hard yeah. to hang with those guys instead of beating him. He was in the same mental space I was, Tony yeah. was. He, uh, he took second. This guy, J.J. Clark, dude's 47 and ridiculously fast. Really? Beat, beat Tony by three minutes and 51 seconds. Jeez. Tony goes, anytime that I race that guy, he goes, we were talking before that before the deal. He goes, I've raced him for 13 years, and he beats me. He goes, I think I'm one in 62 against him. Dude, that's rough. So he goes, that's so, so even so we were hanging out in the parking lot beforehand. First off, Tony again, we've talked about him at the shop. Yeah. I mean, he's at the shop a lot too. He's like the most lackadaisical dude ever. He's so chill. He's so chill. He rolls up to me in the park. Actually, I heard his bike go by. I'm like, hey, Tony. Comes back and uh He's like, hey man, we're chatting. And then he comes back like a few minutes later. He's like, hey man, you got a bottle? I don't even have a I don't have a bottle. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Who shows up to a race? He goes, dude, I was in California with Troy Lee yeah. events and I, I don't even have a bottle. You got yeah. a bottle? And so, but I did ask him, I go, dude, you're gonna get that first place. Took second last year, you know, time to get that spot. And he's like, I mean, if it's the same guy, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> um That's brutal. He said this guy beat him one year. Tony was in the lead. It's only single speed only does two laps. We had done three single speed does two, which is only fair because it's like 2000 feet of climbing per lap. Tony said towards the end of, or at the very end of the first lap, the dude, JJ goes flying off the course, air mails it 30 feet down the side of the mountain off his bike. like just like Superman, like lawn darts, like doosh, into the woods, climbs back up out of the woods. By this point, Tony's passed. Like Tony passed him right when it happened. Yeah emergency like the emergency guys were there the emts were all there so they're like helping him so you know tony wasn't being he was fine yeah right so he takes off he said the guy caught his way back up the hill blood pouring out of his face (laughs) gets back on the bike gets past beats tony by three and a half minutes back on the bike catch back up pass him beat he goes that's how fast this guy is god so Brutal. Anyhow, um, but super cool environment. Like if if anybody listening did not go to GoPro games last week and 
it is one of the coolest places to be in Vail because uh, like we've talked about several times in this episode, when you can auto filter your environment to get everyone just like you mm-hmm. in that environment, it's pretty cool. And that's how it is. Obviously, you know, a bunch of different types of people, but everyone has that same like mountain. There's an outside. Blood. Yeah. Playing in the dirt Active, mentality. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. super cool. So yeah. it's a, it's the, the automatic filter feature. Like, totally. You can talk to most people and know that, you yeah. know, you've at least got the outside thing in common, right? Yeah. It's, it's really cool. So, um, but and not to take a bunch of the time, but yeah, it just did race to race to race to yeah, race. Yeah, you, so, you've been having a, a crazy intense schedule with the races. Yeah, and, and feel feel good, but um, I mean, it's super. I mean, it makes me smile ear to ear to see the the kid up on that top step. Both kids, both of them, base camp and no rider. Yeah, around. so I mean, um, that's been that's been fun. So uh, got a little break, so it's just be training time. Yeah, you know, which is going to be fun. But uh, you just briefly said kits, and uh, we got a little announcement. Yeah. So I'm enjoying my last, the last sips of your. <sighs> Dude, I had Abby show up. Uh, I worked a full boat today at the gym because I have a staff member out for a wedding. So when you, when you work from 4.30 in the morning until 5.30 p.m., that's a day. Yeah. Uh, so she showed up with some cold brew. And I didn't even drink it. Was. No, I just Garfielded it. Yeah, like it was just, it just, <laughs> just Garfielded it. Odie was like, "Dude, hey, really?" Dude, and I'm like, "Killed." Yeah. But uh, yeah. So speaking of the kits, we got another sponsor tied on. We did. Um, yeah, it's kind of more your relationship. I mean, by relationship, if you mean this. Folks, if you're looking to get sponsorship on a team, on an idea, a book, a concept, something you're trying to push through, an app, I don't know what have you, a new antenna topper to combat Jack from Jack in the Box. But if you are going to get sponsorship, just go to places you already spend a ton of money and try to get them to help you out so you don't have to spend your own money there anymore. (laughs) Insert Nixon's Coffee House. Yeah, so it's it's not, I mean, I I think the... uh, the important thing to note, and we've mentioned this in the past, is you know nobody's kicking our doors down to come pay us to do anything. Mm-hmm. And so, um, anytime we do approach uh, a partner, I don't even want to call them sponsors at this point anymore. Right. Just like they're partners, right? Like it's two groups of people working collectively towards a common goal. And um, Nixon's was, you know, we affectionately refer to it as the office. Yeah, I mean, for the for the year that um, or almost a year that I didn't have a place to go work, I was at Nixon's every day and it was it was almost like the coffeehouse version of Cheers. You know, I mean, you could walk in. They do do know your name. They do. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, to have a place that a base of operations that isn't. E3 or base camp or, you know, just somewhere where for me, a lot of the times getting out of the shop is more productive than being in the office at the shop. No, absolutely. Uh, Matter of fact, remember last Thursday in your office? (laughs) Yeah. Harley's sitting in his office last (laughs) Thursday and he's banging away at probably the world's most important email, but me, I didn't give a shit. And so I not only rolled into his office with my bike that needed immediate fixed. Immediately, rolled the bike to my desk. I put the bike in his lap and yeah. said, what do you think about this? And he looked up at me with that appalled, like, I could fight you right now, but I'm just, what is it? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, you're right. Getting out of it's good. And yeah. Nixon's is a killer environment for it. Yep. 
And so, and not, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with chains or whatever, but it's no. locally owned. Yep. Totally. Colorado brand. Yep. Um, the owners are amazing, an amazing couple. They're super cool. And they actually own a coffee house right on a very popular bike path here in Denver, the mm -hmm. South Platte Trail. Yep. Um, and during the summer months, it's open for people to stop. And, you know, coffee and cycling are as tightly linked as possible. I mean, it doesn't, they're more tightly linked than beer and mountain biking, right? It's coffee and cycling are peanut butter and jelly. So I had years ago, years and years and years ago, um, I had a pretty high level pro like free ride downhill guy say, there's one thing that all mountain bikers have in common, coffee and tall black socks. <laughs> Dude, spot on. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I'm double lucky because where I live, there's a Nixon's like five blocks away. Where I work, there's a different Nixon's like five blocks away. And then the one on the South Platte is like not far from my house either. So no. I'm, I'm like in the, the central hub location to get my coffee fix. And um, they're, they're going to they're gonna help us out. And we're going to help them out also. And we're going to get their, their cyclists in our kits as well. So no. um, we'll have a new version of No Rider on Kit coming alive. And uh, skin suits. Yeah, we got skin suits, mountain bike jerseys, <laughs> wind vests, full kits. And so we'll go ahead and get all of that material out and linked so that uh, people can purchase it. Yep. We got a website coming. Yep. So we're going to do a website so that way we can keep all this content here, share pictures, but more importantly, create a two-way dialogue with any of you guys that listen to this podcast and have questions or say, hey, I'd love to hear you guys talk about this, that, or the other yeah. um, because we can't capture it all, primarily because we got ADD like you've never seen before. Yeah. There's yeah. about a thousand things I wanted to, to talk about today, and that's. Do we talk I, about any of them? Yeah, it does. Confidence. It's, yeah, <laughs> there's there's more. You sound like me at the starting line <laughs> of GoPro games. <laughs> it's fine, um, and you know, we also had a uh, a little brief field trip to color up. Yeah, therapeutics. So, wow. Uh, have you ever met somebody so excited about just being excited? Dude, Shauna is one of my favorite people in the universe because she's like, she's one of those people, I'm from the South, we, like, whoa, easy. I got excited. Um, I told somebody I was from the South the other day and they're like, what? And I was like, yeah, you know, the, there was something about, uh, oh, she gave me a hug. And I was like, yeah, I'm from the hugging part of the South. She, she just looked at me and I was like, yeah, you know, the, the fun part, not the hateful part. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, Shauna is just, she's to 11 with her enthusiasm. Yeah. I'll explain her, uh, to everybody via showing Harley a picture. Say your day goes something like this. You wake up with great intentions and your personal trainer or E3 fitness coaches, we like to call myself says to you via text, chest day, best day, better be in the gym today. And your response is a picture of your shoe and the explanation that says, Except for when your puppy is sick and shits in your gym shoe. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so this poor guy, member of the gym, loves dried bikes as well, oh. woke up and I'm looking at a photo right now. Actually, Harley's now looking at the photo of a guy's oh. pair of New Balances filled I'm with in. sick puppy diarrhea. The, guy, the guy's puppy managed to diarrhea in his shoe. And if this happens to you, if anyone is listening and you live in the Denver metro area and your puppy diarrhea is in your shoe, you need to immediately drive to Broadway just half a block south 
of Evans on Broadway and going to Color Up Therapeutics, not even just to buy the CBD, which I highly recommend, but to talk to Shauna because she will instantly transform your day back into a positive one. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, she is all smiles and all enthusiasm. Um, and they hooked us up. They hooked the whole team up with yep. everything from salves to run for topical to sublinguals to yeah. well, we got bath bombs. We got... A face wash. Hell, I, I think I got <laughs> chapstick with CBD. Yeah, I, I showed up with sunburnt lips from Moab and a crack and she's in like, my you lips. You need this. <laughs> she goes, you need this chapstick with CBD on it. And I was like, you like matched up caring about me and making me feeling super insecure about my cracked <laughs> lip at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't think we need to spend a ton of time on this um, for two reasons. One, um, I think we can get somebody from CBD or from uh, Color Up to come and talk about the benefits of CBD on the podcast uh, before too long. Um, and the other reason is on June 18th, we are hosting a uh, basically a, a riding, bike riding, and recovery seminar at Color Up Therapeutics to kind of help people have a better grasp on how to recover, not just by taking supplements, but incorporating some sort of uh, CBD protocol into your recovery regime. Um, and then I think also it, it's kind of surprising at this point, but there still needs to be a lot of clarification about CBD versus THC versus, you know, CBD without and, and that sort of thing for people who either um, can't or don't partake in the uh, psychoactive, psychotropic parts of uh, the marijuana plant. Um, and the difference in THC and CBD and how you can actually separate those two things and um, use one for the, those, those therapeutic reasons and not run the risk of you know just violating maybe maybe what you want some people yeah, yeah. everybody's got different yeah, reasons totally. i don't so, smoke weed at all right it's just not like i'm not i don't specifically uh have a reason it's just not something that i do um and so you know i i personally have the full i think it's the full spectrum is the one that yeah. has and it's such a small percentage um so i'm able to to use whatever um, but a lot of people within in and around our community specifically avoid, uh, any sort of intoxicants. And so, um, both products exist. And so, um, I think somebody from color up can probably clarify those things a little bit better for people. Yeah. So what you're saying is that instead of taking four minutes to get people excited, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say, we're going to educate people both on the podcast and also on June 18th. If you're around, uh, there's an event, bright, there's some stuff out on it. Um, come and learn about how you can use CBD to enhance recovery straight up. That's just how it helps. Yep. You know, it's good stuff. Um, I dosed people with it all weekend. <laughs> I've been doing, so I've never done the capsules. I've been taking a 30 milligram capsule every morning per Shauna's recommendations. Yeah. And, uh, overall, like I, I get a lot of knee and joint pain and have for a long time and it's less. Yeah. You know, it's like Advil, but without all the shitty chemicals. I think that is their tagline <laughs> actually. Um, so yeah, so that's, 
it's exciting to be a part of this team or this idea, this concept, the, the, everything from the podcast to actually going out on group rides in Buff Creek and being a cohesive unit. Um, and then to have partners that we actually enjoy spending time with and using their things and whatnot. So uh, this is really starting to shape up. We're six months in now. And it's really starting to shape up to be something that um, at least I'm proud to stand behind. Yeah, and- I was thinking about the evolution today. And it's 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 not what I think we maybe both thought the podcast was going to be initially, right? But it's evolved in such a cool way, and it's I'm having a ton of fun with it, and it seems like people are enjoying it at least up to this point. And we're going to allow you guys that are listening to get some weasel squeezers for yourself <laughs> and represent our kit, no matter yeah. where it is that you are. Yeah, um, and and help us out. So. Uh, we got some exciting things. We're going to team up with the partners, as, as Harley said, and have some guests on here in the next couple of episodes for us to learn just about kind of random things that maybe you wouldn't typically associate with what you've heard thus far. And then we'll weave in our own craziness at the same time yeah. and, and share it with you. But uh, I've come off on a lot of racing. Harley's come off on a lot of training. We've got the next you know few weeks. I know I have another few weeks before my first my next event. And uh, we'd have a little bit of fun uh, just riding bikes and, and pushing the envelope a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, every now and again, I like to just open up my training peaks, and it won't load right now. But there's a shockingly small amount of weeks between now and Breck Epic. Yeah, and so, you know, you said that, like, hey, you know, have Roger off another training weekend. And I, I, running the schedule at the gym the way I do, I have to kind of forecast right. out two yeah. and three and four. Like, so my schedule is built through Labor Day already. Yeah. And I just need to remind you that there's actually not a lot of time. To, <laughs> I mean, I don't I mean, have, it's an, yeah. it's intense how quickly yeah. things yeah. cruise by, especially in the summer, littered with events. Um, oh, the next time that I will record, I have will have come back from a trip to Spain to go visit Orbea. Which we're not talking about it because this is one of those things where it's hard to be happy for you. It's like the person with the built-out Sprinter van that I really want. Like, yeah. I like you, but I also hate I you. I don't want to talk to you. So you're going to go to Spain with Orbea, and um, that's just going to be the coolest yeah. experience. So we'll do ever. a big recap on that as well. That's going to be an episode where I don't even show up. <laughs> this is going to be just Harley talking about I, how amazing I need was. you to just sit there and go, uh-huh. and then what? And then what? <laughs> so, um, but that's probably a good stopping point for today. Felt a little scattered and disjointed, but I think we got it done. Yeah, no, I mean, hey, that's that's what we got. We got a lot. There's a lot going on. I think yeah. people can relate to it too. That's how this the season this goes. This time of year. Yeah. So if you've made it to this point in this episode, you have one task and one task only uh, from me anyway. You have to go and do a group ride with a bunch of buddies or two buddies or one buddy or whatever that group ride is defined at for you. And you need to go out and you need to say before the ride starts, you're not the reason I'm going to have fun, and I'm not the reason you're going to have fun, and we're going to go enjoy our bikes, and whatever happens, happens, because that's the best thing that's happened to me in the last four weeks is going out and enjoying bikes that way with friends. And so I charge everyone listening to this to do that. Set those terms at the start of the ride and watch what happens with your enjoyment factor, whether you're faster or slower or no matter what happens on your ride. Watch and see what happens when you guys just allow yourselves to say, hey, let's just do ourselves but let's share that joy together. And that's a totally wicked way to ride. Hell yeah. Uh, look forward to, if we get to hear some stories from some of our, our friends and uh, I think that's it. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Don't wait. You're done. So get the fuck out. Don't wait. You're done. So get the fuck out. Don't wait.